how can we disagree with each other? How can you out there listen to us, disagree with us, but still be willing to listen, willing to love, and willing to dialogue? We've seen the breakdown of this communication in this country. We've seen the breakdown of communication within the church. And I think a lot of us, regardless of the issues, we're getting our emotions played by media. We, we There are bigger things at play. If you're not part of the group think, you're shut down. That's the you're key. isolated, That's the you're alienated, yeah. you're cut off from regular society. Welcome back, everyone. We're here again, manual override. Rob, what are we talking about today? Well, Andrew, I was thinking we would talk about how the church responds to culture and whether the church should be countercultural. Uh, specifically, I wanted to talk about some of the churches that I've seen, their their response to the coronavirus. I wanted to talk about, maybe delicately, I'd like to talk about Black Lives Matter just a little bit. I don't want to, you know, get people too angry about that. There's there's a lot there, but I want to just kind of ask some questions if that's okay. And then secondly, I'd like to talk about the election and maybe, you know, how the church should or shouldn't get involved with that. What are what our opinion, how, how we should discuss these things. And I think what, what I think the main point of this video is, Andrew, is I want to talk about how I really see that we have lost the art of discussion discussion in America, which is probably most concerning, but but more than that is Christians. And I want us to kind of talk about how can we disagree with each other? How can you out there listen to us, disagree with us, but still be willing to listen, willing to love, and willing to dialogue? Because sure. when we have, se- we've seen the breakdown of this communication in this country, we've seen the breakdown of communication within the church. And I think a lot of us, regardless of the issues, we're getting our emotions played by media, regardless of the issue. And, and we are, I would, I would submit to, to you and to everyone out there listening that we, we, there are bigger things at play. And the things that are being presented to us aren't organic, nor should they just be accepted as they're presented. So that's a little bit vague, but I want to get into that. So, um, yeah. So can we start with the last point first? We've lost the art of discussion. Talk about that a little bit. To be honest, I look at the, the political theater in America and I think that's exactly what it is. Political theater. It's a show. Sometimes I wonder if, the left and the right are two wings on the same bird. Hegel's dialect, I think it's called, where you have the synthesis and the antithesis and they come together and no matter which is chosen, you still have the same outcome. I'm not sure if I'm understanding that correctly, but I sometimes wonder if we, we see that left, right, left, right. It's the, the If I can say the unseen hand behind the government is still the same. And so, Andrew, what I mean is when we watch Fox, MSNBC, CNN, we as Americans, if we're not learning to be critically critical thinkers, if we're not training ourselves that way, we're just gonna, we're just gonna fight the party line that we happen to chose or, or happen to understand. Whether that's right or left, I'm not a conservative or a Democrat. In fact, when I I'd say I grew up more conservative, but I you know when I went downtown uh, and I did school um, at Moody Bible Institute in downtown Chicago, and I went out at 10:30 at night and just talked to the homeless people, black, white, Hispanic, on the streets, I understood why. They, a lot of those people voted Democrat because they needed someone who was going to help them. And when you're in a position of pain and poverty, you when people promise you things, you're gonna you're gonna believe them. And I'm not saying what they did was wrong at all. I'm just saying I, I understood why. Okay, and and I'm not and I and I don't think that it was just a simple issue of right left. I wouldn't say I agree with either party. In fact, I think the truth is split right down the middle and and divided on purpose so that people are divided so that they fight. You know, I saw a meme online and there's a king in a castle, and 
There's people with torches and pitchforks. And what it represents is the left and the right. And the king is up there in his castle and he's like, oh my goodness, how are we gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna raid the castle. And, and, and the advisor just sneaks up behind him and says, no, 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 you just have to convince the pitchfork people that the torch people want to take away their pitchforks. And so he's, it's, he's referring to gun, you know, guns. Oh, they, yeah, the, gun the, control. The, the left is out there to take sure. away our guns. And so it was actually really interesting because what you saw was you saw that people's attention wasn't focused on the real enemy. It was focused on themselves. And so I think what we're seeing is, especially with, um, and we'll get more into how the churches respond to this, but right now we're seeing the coronavirus and Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. And, and again, these are, you know, what it is, it's a battle of narratives. You know, we see so much going on, and I want to address those things separately. Um, what I'd say specifically with, we'll just talk about coronavirus first. And, and Black Lives Matter, I just want to talk, I know it's very, there's a lot there. There's a lot there, and I don't want to get into that. I don't want to offend people. Um, I want to ask questions, and please, people out there, cancel culture people, please, do listen just think think I'm, it's it's not we got to talk about what we're believing why we're believing I'm, I'm i think what black lives matter is doing just just to pivot there real quick because i know that there's a lot there people are fighting for a good thing right justice equality of course i mean that's what especially as christians the imago day the image of god i mean we have to fight for this so i want to affirm that in you black lives matter advocates this kind of thing but i, I want to talk about some of the things that go that that might be how your heartstrings are being played so i want to get into that a little bit later so let's please touch on that but i just want to say that if it affirm you hey you're fighting for something good but wait a minute there might be more going on and i want you to be okay just listening, not agreeing, understanding, but 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 being able to listen and dialogue. Because listen, if you don't dialogue, things are going to fall apart. You're going to be manipulated, and that's what I want to talk about later. But first, with the coronavirus, what we're seeing is we're seeing a a a total. We're seeing through, through executive orders and through uh, mandates, we're seeing you know the the culture and the and the world around us terraformed into something new and so what scares me is we see the medical um, hierarchy and the technocracy google twitter using their power to push a certain narrative and i would say the same thing happens with with um the race issues and things like that regardless of 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 and we'll get into that a little bit more but the issue is is that we, we see that a certain narrative is chosen it makes sense listen i want to say something real quick logic is neutral okay logic is neutral a plus B plus C. Okay, so you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, but the issue is, is when your logic is 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 built using lies, we have an issue. Okay, does that make sense? Like, like, what I'm saying is, is that people believe that they need to wear masks because they've been told something logical that says this is why I wear a mask. People are rioting because they are seeing injustice at the hands of police officers and so they're rioting, rightly so, because they're seeing something wrong and they wanna make a change. But what I wanna submit to people is that in both of these scenarios, you are being lied to, okay? You are being lied to. And they're taking 50% truth 80% truth, 40% truth, and they're mixing lies in with it, okay? And what's happening is is in both of these cultural issues, and the church gets involved in this, and this is what we're talking about, the church getting involved in, hey, we need to wear our masks, hey, we need, so there's a lot there. But what I'm saying is, is because we aren't doing our own research and because we're being lied to, these different social movements are sweeping towards an end goal, an end game. And a lot of that is, is I'm not gonna call it communism, I'm not gonna call it these things, I'm just saying it's control. Whatever it looks like, whoever it's from, the government, the corporate structure, the silent hand, the secret hand, the globalists behind it, whatever it is, it's control. And we're seeing that. And so 
what I want is for people to just start critiquing the narrative. And this is the big thing. They're, they're, you can Google this. Google who owns all the media you're going to see. It's six or five, it's five or six companies. General Electric, Viacom, Disney, um, Cox, I think, the, 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 that TV provider. I don't, I don't know. I think that's – and then um, uh, yeah, General Electric, Disney, and Disney. I think you said five. that one. Did I? Okay. There's another yeah, one in there. There's one other one. But you can you can go up and I mean, the the American me- media is is controlled. And secondarily, and I'm just going to throw it out there because it's truth. You know, I mean, out of shadows, a documentary floating around on YouTube, which was banned. Um, I mean, it really yeah, they took that right off. It, it it you know got millions and millions of views, but it really just exposed the the satanic um, pedophilia that occurs in Hollywood. Okay, period. I mean, that it's real. It's there, and we don't want to see it, but it's there. Um, the reason I bring that up is because they, they it's not that it's not that we don't want to see it. People do look into this sort of thing. It's that people don't want it to be seen. The, yeah. the people in control don't want it to be well, seen. It's exposing them, right? Exposing exactly. the darkness. We're, we're, yeah. But the thing is, the reason I bring that up is because everything we see is curated for a narrative. Okay. Sub, research subliminal messaging, subliminal programming. Your brain is like an iceberg. Did yeah. you see? Yeah, did ahead. you see that release of the Time article talking about the shadow campaign against Trump in the twenty twenty election? No, I don't. I don't remember that. That was. People should look this up. Basically, Time comes out and they they. Uh, I don't know if they interviewed one particular person, but they basically said, "Yeah, we did manipulate. Uh, uh, yeah. We manipulated social media and news and thought patterns and uh, information in a way that." swung the election for Biden. Now they don't exactly tie it to Biden's campaign because that would be that would be media interfering in the 2020 election yeah. and that would be massively illegal. So they don't actually come out and say it, but they say they influence people and how they thought enough to swing the election. It's like yeah. A lot of conservatives will say, "Yeah, obviously they did that." And I'm I'm of that opinion. But when they come out and rub your nose in it, it's just so frustrating. You know, it's so it just irks you because we're talking about justice. We're talking about injustice. And this is like this is big tech, Silicon Valley, uh, corrupt politicians, even on left and right. Same side of the coin. It's not it's not separate. They're all in on this. They're all doing it. And just to add, I mean, you know, they've got a video of, of the senator on Epstein's Island with a 14 year old girl doing God knows what or worse. That's why, because they can't, you know, they, they, they're used to living a lavish lifestyle. I mean, I, I'd say same with the uh, music industry. You get, you get to p- enjoy your lavish lifestyle if you play by their rules. And so that, that's what people need to understand. There, there is a, a deeply, I mean, the Bible talks about the prince of the power of the air being the devil. Okay. Now, literally that, I mean, there, there is a very practical aspect of that on this earth and how people operate in that system. When we talk about two sides of the same coin, it really is because it's, it's you, you won't have power. You won't get fame unless you bend the knee to whatever they want you to do. I think, but God, and that's the whole, the the thing is when God's kingdom comes, there is a real kingdom of God coming, you know? And and that's, that's what, (laughs) that's a whole other discussion. But, um, yeah. So maybe just pivoting back to specifically pivot, pivot back. Yeah, let's pivot (laughs) back to the coronavirus and and its relationship to, to BLM and all that. I just let, Again, touchy subject, but isn't it curious that when all of these lockdowns were happening and all this 
Purge. You know the movie Purge? You know, there's a day where everyone gets all their, their wiggles out, <laughs> to put it lightly. Get out their angst. <laughs> but don't you see that the Black Lives Matter took all that and then just pivoted it into a new form? Like, like oh, now is the time when we're going to rise up and talk about racial injustice. Hey, of course. You know what? What, especially as a church, why racism, all this stuff? Of course. I mean, we, we, we don't support this at all. And hey, if there is systematic racism, yeah, go go out there. But but to see the extent to which it's been taken and to see the timing of it, we got to be asking these questions. Come on. That's what the Time article exposed. It said they had influencers in Black Lives Matter. They had influencers in media and big tech and you know Silicon Valley and politics. Mm-hmm. It was it was all this loosely coordinated uh, push to change how people viewed events, and they changed the narrative of society. Going as 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 far back in time as uh, early. 2020, late 2019 Mm. and early 2020 is when they began to say, hey, we can't have a repeat of another four years of Trump. So they they switched things and they started to manipulate how people viewed. I mean, more so like obviously they've been doing this for a long time, but it's it was more focused, more coordinated, more Mm. meticulously planned than previously. And I mean, look at what happened. Do people believe the election? No. Do people think it was swung? Most people think statistically that it was impossible or that there was some sort of fraud. I, you know, Trump still puzzles me because on on one hand, I, I, I suspect he might be part of the cabal itself and the whole opposition to him is just a front. On the other hand, I wonder, you know, could, I don't know, or, or is God working regardless? You, you know what I mean? So, um, but but reg- I think the big thing for me was just listening to just the apathy of, of especially my generation, just 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 like, just us like not caring from, from so many, just, just we're so involved in our bread and circuses that we don't really care. Yeah, social justice. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a transgender, you know, and even the Christians, like, how do you respond to that kind of stuff? Like, you know, people can do what they want. Love is love. But you don't understand, like, like what truth is. Truth isn't relative. You know, it, like, there's, there's there's deep stuff going on in our culture right yeah. now. And, yeah. And we aren't seeing it. And, and this is where, and let's take it to the church, endorsing, just blind endorsement of, of the COVID lockdown mandates, blind endorsement of BLM. Okay, I'm I'm not saying that there is a a respectable way of dealing. There, there there is a respectable way to dialogue with these things and to affirm truth in BLM. Hey, racism wrong. Hey, I support uh, uh, fighting for equality. But wait a minute, the the rewriting of history, the 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 cancel culture. We need to learn from our history, guys. You know, hey, fight fight for equality. But hang on, you you can't just silence people because you don't understand them and think that they're in opposition to you. Some people aren't even opposing you, and you're canceling them. Don't do that. That that's wrong. That because what that's gonna that's gonna bring in a control or communism. If if I'm gonna use that word, just that that's how you bring in a new system because you forget your history. Okay, history is very important. So that was just just one critique, um, or the coronavirus stuff. Hey, I believe it's real, but I believe at best it's been an exploited virus. At worst, it was created. Okay, so we we and the church isn't asking these questions. There, and I think two things are going on. I think that there are legitimate plants within 
So I, I don't know if it's the World Council of Churches, the Tavistock Institute, whatever, some boogeyman out there, a social engineering group that goes in to infiltrate church groups. I don't know if that exists. I suspect it might. And I mentioned the Tavistock Institute because I did a little research on that. I don't know. I don't know. But what I'm saying is I do suspect that there are, are people in high-level groups, whether willingly, whether, whether ignorantly or not, they are pushing the church in a way that is feeding right into this, this bigger agenda to, to uh, bring, bring in a, the control system. Okay, whether sure. it's the, whatever the beast system, you whatever you, you can't have about. total control unless you control all aspects of life, and that includes religion. And a lot of people talk about communism, but communism's goal is to get rid of all, all authority. And I don't know if it's communism, but it's control. That's what I'm trying to say. There's a collectivist control hive mind kind of thing that's it's, being it's built the, around us. It's it's essentially the globalist mindset. The globalist yeah, yeah. mindset is the best way to describe it because they want uh, integrated systems of control and politics and medicine and they make it sound appealing to uh to people they they tweak it and they present it in just the right way say oh yeah you get this this and this and this and this and it's all free and we'll take care of you and and uh who doesn't want to be close and unified with other nations around the world yeah that's a good thing there's more but going on though there's, there's more going on behind the scenes there there are there are going to be mandates they're going to be again big brother's going to tell you what's best for you oh hang on you you're you're an old lady and you have this medical issue well you've lived a nice life and we need to send these funds to the young kids so you're going to just have to die you know i mean there's only so much money to go around so you know i'm sorry but the government it's, says it's basically uh this, like the social credit system. China is the model for globalism. China's government, mo- governmental structure and political structure. I mean, I is wonder. The, I but, think it's the model for there's, there's globalist wealth, mindset. There's a wealth gap there too. So it doesn't I, matter if there's a wealth gap. But the, the people who are who, the people who are really pushing and peddling and really behind globalism as uh, an ideal, mm-hmm. don't care about the difference in. I, I know, but, but what, what I mean by that is wage like, gap. Like I think it's more or, than or, that. Uh, like it's more than what China's doing. Like like I suspect it. China does have many elements of it, but I think that what we're talking about is it's 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 that and more. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like we like to in the West point to China as the boogeyman. And I think that there are elements of that might be true, especially when we hear stuff about the social credit system and stuff like that. Um, but again, I sometimes wonder if if this is just like. It's a control well, system. I mean, I, I mean, mean, we use okay. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. What I mean is, like, China has influenced social media in America, and they've okay. influenced big tech in America. Hmm. The reason I say China is the model for the globalist mindset is because they have they have this illusion of freedom. They have this illusion of a thriving society when, in fact, they control and manipulate their currency. They suppress their people. They suppress Christianity and religions mm-hmm. to uh, to basically well, the, the quell any sort down. of resistance or or countercultural or counterthought to the the communist political agenda. Yeah. They uh, they have literally been locking people in their homes through this through this virus you can go back uh one news organization that really covered that was um Mm -hmm. the epic times um they cover that they cover that pretty in depth um but basically what what they do is they control how people think they do it through social media they do it through their their social credit system i know this is kind of a tangent but the globalist model is is the ccp because there's that total control it's over everything and if you don't 
if you're not part of the group think you're shut down that's the you're isolated you're alienated you're cut off from regular society well and i and i have a friend you know and i he's a great friend of mine. and sorry just to just to tie it into western culture now Mm -hmm. american culture you're seeing that influence in uh twitter banning trump Facebook banning Trump. Like the, the, no, the no, speech. there has yeah. never been a time in history where the president of the United States has been cut off mid address, say by by news organizations and you know MSNBC, private, private Fox. That are allowed these to do people that. that are yeah. supposed to be just presenting the news, they literally cut off the president because they think he's you know promoting some sort of insurrectionist uh, attack well, on the Capitol. Labeled, yeah, labeled as such with the, again narratives. They, but, yeah, they label you as uh, a dissenter or someone who's attacking their their narrative, and they shut you down. And it's really dangerous. But this comes back full circle to your to your point about uh, not being able to discuss things anymore. You can't mm. discuss anything if you don't have a voice, and that's yeah. what the First Amendment is for. It's to give people voice. Yeah, but and with the church, what I'd like to see is. Again, churches fostering discussion. Don't agree. Listen, have the liberals and the conservatives and the BLM activists, have everyone come together, the people who believe the viruses, you know, and everything. Have people come together and learn the art of discussion. Yeah, it'll get uncomfortable, but pray that God will help. And you know what? I bet we're going to see a lot of growth because people are going to start thinking it's not about conformity. And that's that's what Twitter and everyone wants. They want conformity. It's not about conformity. It's about being able to foster discussion. You're right. It's not about conformity because uh, even in scripture, there's there's such a um, – a lot of people like to use the Tower of Babel as God's judgment upon the earth, and it is. But what happens in the Tower of Babel narrative, that story? You get all these different cultures, and you get all these different societies, and you get uh, different nations springing from, from that. And – each and every one of those nations now is is able to represent God and his aspects and his characteristics in different ways. And and it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. And the the thing that I think about, uh, Psalm 133 says uh, how good and it talks about unity. It talks about unity in the body and um, how good and wonderful it is for brothers who dwell in peace and, and in unity. You don't make unity. It's inherent to being in Christ. He is unified. We as humans cause disruption and disunity. Does that make sense? Like when yeah. we're just, when we kind of let our pride go, when we let our political opinions go, not saying we we sacrifice truth. Yeah. We invite the Holy Spirit to guide us and to give us discernment and wisdom in how to how to deal with these cultural issues. But But there's already unity. Like we shouldn't be fighting one another in the church. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? No, I think that's, that's the key is checking your pride and ego at the door. You know, letting God, you know, and that's the thing. Listen, especially Christians, you can still be proud as a Christian because you just haven't, you know, let God into those. It doesn't mean you're not saved. It's faith alone and Christ alone. Okay. But there's a lot of proud Christians. We all have it. I have it. Andrew has it. We were just talking about it today. Just, just allowing, just saying, hey, I, I practice sometimes. I'm wrong. I can be wrong. I'm human. I need God's help. I pray all the time, you know, and, and, and needing that. But the thing is, it's just going in and being able to say, hey, maybe I don't see the full picture. Maybe there's something I can learn. Because if you think you know everything, you're not going to learn anything. 
Like yeah. I say, hey, you know, we might disagree on, on some different things, but I need to listen to you to be able to even understand if I, you know, hey, what's, how does he, like, try to understand why do they think what they think? Why does, you know, why does my one friend, you know, always wear a mask and think that this is okay? What is he believing? What's the story he's believing? And why do yeah. I believe differently? We need to ask these questions. And so, and, yeah, yeah, but my, my, and the big overarching question is, we're not seeing that in the church by and large. Some churches are, but it's like, you know, the church should be this, this, this place of like, you know, coronavirus, election, Black Lives Matter, all, all these are the three topics we've been talking about. How is the church responding to it? Many times back, you know, back home in California, Rick Warren, you know, they just shut down, you know, they shut down the church until there's a vaccine. No, you know, are we going to talk about this? Like, like what, there's a lot more going on than, oh, we're just going to wait for the vaccine because that's what you know, the official narrative says. Do this, sure. wear your mask, social distance six feet, get your vaccine when it's your turn. Okay. And, and they believe that and they propagate that to the entire congregation. But then, you know, I go, I go down, you know, I'm taking a look at Sugarland Bible Church down in Texas, Dr. Andy Woods, and he's, he's, you know, a lawyer as well. And he's actually going through, hey, they suspended habeas corpus. Hey, they're passing these executive orders. Hey, these mandates are violating these aspects and of the Constitution. Hey, did you see what Twitter did? Hey, did Yo. you see what all these doctors said who got censored and banned? Like yeah. doing research, okay, and bringing it to people, okay? And so... I'm seeing this issue of like, wait, wait a minute, we're, we're not having these discussions, we're having blind submission. And this goes back to something I didn't quite finish saying earlier, which was, I think that there are legitimate plants in big Christian institutions to guide the narrative sure. and to guide the people. That Wolves in sheep's clothing. Yes, but I also think that in a lot of ways, people just are, are, are do it out of fear. They just follow along out of fear. I was at Moody Bible Institute, you know, just not too long ago, talking to my friends who are on staff, and they're like, we're just too scared to say what's on our mind. And one of the one of wow. one of these kids was just who is not into any he doesn't I don't know if he really researches stuff or you know but he he wasn't wearing a mask and one of the officials you know upper staff came by and said hey put your mask on and he said okay put it on and then he took it off because he you know he just he, he did and then I'll explain why and then she came back because he was talking to someone he came back and said hey I told you to put your mask and he's like I know and and you know this is not a guy who tries to fight authority he is not that i know this guy personally he's 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 not that kind of a guy and he said you know i i just believe it's wrong because the 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 detrimental effect effect that this is having socially on people and as well as you know some of the, some of the other issues as to whether we should be doing this at all i think it's actually morally right if i don't wear this before god and before you i don't think it's right that i do this you know he wasn't getting into the science he just said i think that it's actually right like he was convicted enough that he said i shouldn't wear it how many of us just go along with it i go along with it for goodness sake more than this kid this kid had the boldness to stand up and say and he's a just a humble guy and he and he just said i just don't believe it's right no my christian conviction as the rest of us just oh this is what the government says and this is what jesus says to obey the government authorities romans 13 really is this it we're not, you know, and, and also, by the way, that, that tension that he was talking about, you know, how it's detrimental to us, that's what's going to drive people to get the vaccine. Give me back my normal. Give me back my normal. When things return to normal, when that's what they promise yeah. you. Normal, yeah. normal, normal. And they're going to pump an experimental vaccine into your veins with God knows what, with zero, zero legal liability. And, and yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and this is our, our savior. This is our promise of normal. Problem, action, solution. They cause the problem. They have their proposed action which is the vaccine and their solution is what what's their solution yeah. 
What do you think their solution is? Control? Is it the banking system, credit system, without getting rid of dirty money because of coronavirus? Oh, how, you know, and, and I, I was listening to, I forgot who the banker was, this one lady, she's a fun, like a trust fund management. She's like, yeah, they, you know, the these global bank bankers, they need to get, a, they're trying to bring in a new system. It's not even currency. It's a credit, it's a banking credit system. And That's they will, based on the Chinese social credit social system. Social credit system. And you, and it's, you, if it's they don't all, like what you're saying, no more money. Your money's yeah. gone. You don't get you, to buy. It's anything. not just. It's not just no Control. money. It's you don't get school. You don't get bus tickets. You don't get uh, a passport. You don't get a loan for a home. Your kids can't go to school. You can't even buy food at the grocery store. It's it's that severe in China citizen. because you're, you're a bad citizen. They base it on who you're associated with, what yeah. you say on social media, how you treat other people, what you do in your free time, your interests, your hobbies, things like that. From what I've it's, heard, that is what's spooky. going on in China. Yeah, it's from spooky. what I've heard. Yeah, but let me let me bring it back to uh, one one thing you mentioned. It sounds like confrontation is necessary for the church because when you confront issues, when you dialogue, you're going to come up with confrontation. But that that refines how you think and what you believe. It refines us. Yeah, Yeah. sure. For 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 better. I was I'm reading a book by Tim Keller on preaching in community. It's called uh, Communicating Faith in an Age of Skepticism. And he talks about how uh, the model that the disciples used was they were confrontational, but they used the language of the culture to to make connection points. And they didn't just make connection points. They actually flipped those connection points on their heads and said, this is where you guys are wrong. Like when um, when the Paul was speaking God. on Mars Hill, yeah. the unknown God, he took he – took, uh, concepts that were familiar to the Greeks and said, yeah, you guys are getting this right. So there's like, there's an intuition uh, that the Greeks had that was right. And Paul called that out. He said, yeah, you're right about this. And then he flipped it on its head and said, but you're wrong about this. And I like the way Tim Keller uh, presents that. John, the apostle did that with the word logos, hugely uh, popular, uh, philosophically charged term in Greek society at the time. And John said, in the beginning was the word. The logos was the all power. It was like, it was like I don't know, Thanos with five in- infinity stones. It was like the the be all end all. You know, it could do anything. That was the logos. And John used that term, that philosophical uh, term that the Greeks used, and said, "This is Christ. This is Jesus." And he says, "Yeah, you're right that there was a creator." Do you, do you see what I mean? He like it. The point of these illustrations is that they interact with the culture. And then they take the culture's terms and flip them on their head for the furtherance of the gospel and for the furtherance mm-hmm. of discussion and to get people to think about what they believe. Yeah, injustice is a problem. Social social injustice we need to is affirm a that. big problem. We need to affirm that. We need right? to talk about these things. We need to get into the nitty gritty. We can't be afraid to talk about them. Yeah. We can't just accept everything that is washed over us. Yeah. We need to stand up and push back a little bit and say, okay, yeah, you're right about this. You're wrong about this, but you're right about this. This, but you know what I mean. But like, that's the issue. We 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 need, and but people out there, and to you guys out there listening, you need to be able to be said, "Hey, you're wrong," and you need to be able to take that and reflect. Okay, yeah. you might not be wrong, but you need to reflect and then discuss or refute on a point by point basis, or discuss it, or challenge, or try to understand me or Andrew or someone else, your opposition. You need to refute on a point by point basis, or else. You know, there's the possibility of of being 
taken astray just 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 in ignorance and and and, and lies yeah or and i would present a larger agenda that is is playing on your heartstrings or playing on your fear i think the coronavirus is saved by every wind of doctrine well you well, know th- th- yeah. these things that come at us from the world they're doctrines they're they're systems they of belief they are narratives that, I, I call it a narrative nar- yeah and i think the coronavirus plays on fear the, the the emotion of fear totally black lives matter and, and then the racial injustice again ter- terrible things and, and and we need to fight injustice but again it's playing on that sense of justice which is good and true but the yeah. way it's being directed that energy the way yeah. that energy that good energy that good rage against injustice is being directed um, to destroy things that stand in the way of a globalist agenda, and and that's yeah. what people. And then when you look at the funding, George Soros and this kind of stuff, for goodness sake, come on, we got to put two and two together. And then yeah. you hear what the leaders of the organization are saying themselves. Again, it's 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 not that oh, you yeah. are the, wrong. Yeah. It, it, your emotion is being channeled towards an agenda. Y- you need to see that. Same with coronavirus. You are giving, and we did this in nine eleven. We gave up our privacy for the Patriot Act. Okay, for security, mistake. fear. And same thing. We're giving up our what? Our our pri- more privacy, le- legal legal whatever, medical freedom. Just 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 we're, we're, freedom well, of speech for we're giving for a up vaccine? freedom of speech. We're giving up. It's it's weird. Like I heard someone say, the left thinks freedom of speech is a fetish now. It's like <laughs> this is so key, critical, fundamental to our republic. You yeah. can't you can't have the expression of ideas, good or bad ideas, without the ability to express them openly. Yeah. The reason the founding fathers set up freedom of speech in our constitution is because they didn't have freedom of speech and there wasn't freedom of speech, total freedom of speech, yeah. where they came from and, and where their parents came from. And regardless of what you think of the history of this nation and its founding and the founding fathers and what they did as people, they wanted this rule, this law to be instituted on a core foundational level because they knew how important it was. And it's the same thing for the church. If we can't discuss things, if we can't, if we can't openly debate or talk about uh, these issues in and out of the church. Yeah. We're yeah. toast. We're done. Let me let me add. I, when I was at, I I was taking a class at, at Moody with um, a, a Jewish professor, and he was talking about the Holocaust. And you know, he started saying a few things about how you know you know Hitler was saying these things, and we can't let people say anti-Semitic things. They need to be silenced, and 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 they can't post things on on Facebook and this and that. And I was like, okay, that that makes sense, right? Because they're they're you know putting forth hate and this and that. But then I started to think about that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When we start censoring people. Like what? What is our criteria for censorship? The criteria is the criteria for censorship is if it incites violence, and and that's what I was going to say. That's my, that's my it. criteria is if someone is and that, and I even asked I think I asked him that he's like well but there's ideas that lead to that right people no say, no 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 you can't but that's, that's where it gets thing. tricky yeah and, you, and that's, that's a slippery slope fallacy because that's the, the slippery slope fallacy is that what it's called. It, yeah, like, it's it's called yeah. the slippery slope fallacy because you say, well, if we do this, then this, this, and but this are going to happen. Keep, they keep you can't making, you yeah. can't do that. No, if if someone's inciting other people to violence, that's wrong. Hey, let's you, sh- go you get, can't do that. You, know, do you stop that. Evil yeah, thing. like yeah, I condemn that. I well, deny I mean, that. Le- that's legally, bad. legally, that's called what you know a, a threat of violence or something. So that legally, that's addressed. Okay? That is you, illegal. You, you can't incite people to violence. You would lose your freedom of speech for that. It's like if you posted, you know, a violent scene of of something, you know, and it was you you doing something violent. 
um, and it was illegal and you posted that, that's not freedom of speech. You know, it's that that's a there's a legal boundary there. But I mean, again, you'd probably be arrested for whatever illegal exactly. thing you did. But, but the point is, is that because then we see this again, slippery slope. We see, oh, he's inciting medical illiteracy because he said something negative against the vaccines. Oh, he's inciting racial violence because he, you know, said something about George Soros and BLM. It's ridiculous. You know, see how the slippery it's slope, it's like, oh, and, oh, and really, it's us, not, you know? yeah, it's, I mean, we've gone off on a large tangent now, but really it's not even, it's not even politicians or governors or judges or courts or that sort of system. What was the other thing? Um, yeah, it's 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 not judges or courts that are determining whether or not it's it's legal or not. It's social media moguls. <laughs> it's a technocracy. What that yeah. that's yeah, it's technocracy, it's oligarchs, it's it's this small group of individuals who are mandating what we can say and what we can't say. That is dangerous. Well, that I is I think that there's a power behind them too. I mean, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I I'm just explaining who's yeah. controlling it now. It's not. It's not our government. It's not our courts. It's not the executive, legislative, it's or judicial Snapchat branches of our Facebook government. It's freaking Twitter. Snapchat and TikTok and Zuckerberg, <laughs> Overlord, Overlord Zuckerberg, Com- Comrade Zuckerberg. Yeah. It's t- TikTok. <laughs> That's funny. I- TikTok, it- by the way, it's a Chinese. It's it's uh, a Chinese phishing. TikTok is Chinese spyware. It collects all your data, collects all your information, and then they use it against you. Oh, man, I <laughs> So, closing, closing thoughts. We want discussion. We want to be able to say, "Hey, I'm wrong, you're wrong. Let's talk about it. Let's 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 see where we err in our thinking. Let's try to understand our opposition." Church can we start talking about things that are can, can we start being countercultural? Can we start critiquing what CNN says, what Fox says, what 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 we're hearing on on media? Can can we critique these things instead of just regurgitating, accepting, conforming out of fear, out of yeah. I mean out of even worse motives, like just just to comply? I mean what, you know, I mean cowardice maybe. And and, yeah. and we talked we talked about some touchy issues, but I hope that you hear our heart. Okay? Our heart is Let's start thinking about these things. You know, I could be completely wrong. Andrew could be completely wrong too. But let's talk about it. Why? You know, why do you think we're wrong? Leave it. Leave a comment. Can we find common ground? Can we understand? Sure. Can we start to think? Can we start to discuss? If we shut down dialogue, all we have is the Hegelian dialect. I guess if I'm unless I'm misunderstanding it, that. I mean, and yeah. we're headed towards a goal, and that common goal is is what global control. The it breaks system into, of it Revelation breaks down sixteen. Into- I mean. It breaks down if you don't have dialogue. It breaks down into tribalism and mm-hmm. my side versus your side, and then it breaks down even further into violence. And that's you know, you know and that's not how this should be. I mean, th- th- there's a reason we don't want that. No, you want you want ideas to to be able to flow and people to check their pride at the door and say, hey, let's try to understand this. And beyond that, I'd say Christians, we have the Holy Spirit, and that's the key. That's that's what's really going to make all this work. I mean, without the Holy Spirit, without God Himself intervening, and yeah quelling the pride and allowing us to think and to show us i don't think we could do it otherwise so church like I, us yeah like i said before unity is inherent for believers in christ hmm. you could be unified with a brother or sister in asia if you're from you know africa or north or central america whatever there is an inherent unity when we are in christ the church we yeah. and our opinions and our beliefs and our interpretations bring disunity 
Mm-hmm. So we need to submit those things to the Holy Spirit and to Scripture. That's how we maintain unity. Even if we disagree, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are, you know, egalitarian or uh, complementarian, but they get along really well. And these are these are big issues for people. But what I'm what I'm highlighting is that there is unity, unity. in the body of Christ. Unity despite diversity. Yeah, despite yeah diversity. Yeah. Well, you know, let's just end in prayer then. Um, yeah. Do you want to pray? I can pray. Or. Sure, I'll pray. Okay. Father God, we just thank you for this time, and we thank you for um, the wisdom and the grace that you pour out on us each day. We pray that you would continue to highlight our blind spots and our weaknesses and help us to have compassion and love for those we uh, for those we encounter on a daily basis. Father, we just lift this up to you in Jesus' name, and that our hearers would be blessed and encouraged by these words, whatever they do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this. Leave a comment. What do you think? What yeah. what what might be another topic we could do? And yeah, these are these are some strange times we're living in. But you know what? I think as as things get more difficult, things get darker, as the world gets darker, the light of Christ us shines we, brighter. We shine brighter like stars in the night. So Yeah. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Deuces. Yep. God bless you all out there. Bye bye.